Welcome to another episode of Streaming with a Purpose. It's time to be inspired and motivated to live your best life on purpose. On Streaming with a Purpose, hear the stories of people who have, despite the odds, dealt with the challenges that life sometimes brings, but who still manage to overcome those odds. If you think life is tough and you have to settle for where you are, my guests and I are here to tell you, you don't have to. I speak to people who were once where you are and are now living their purpose. And I want to encourage you to live your life to the fullest. I am your host, Sylvia Montgomery. Let's take a listen to our next guest. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Streaming with a Purpose. So great to have you here today. And we are continuing our series on purpose for the people with our political candidates here at the local level in Caroline County. This has just been awesome. And today's episode will just continue with the awesomeness. I've got Dr. Michael Hubbard um, as my guest today, who is running for a member of the school board here in Caroline County for the Bowling Green District. How are you today, Dr. Hubbard? Thank you, Sylvia. I appreciate uh, what you're doing here, trying to get the information out to uh, to the folks of Caroline. Uh, it's uh, a great effort, a great service, and I appreciate you for that. And please call me Mike. I will do so, Mike. So, um, so again, thank you for being here today. Looking forward to hearing from you. You know, I've sort of just been on the outside looking in at your campaign from the time you sort of jump started it. And you have been on a mission. I'm telling you, it just seems like every step you take has been extremely intentional. And, um, you know, I just want to commend you for that because you have truly been on the move. And uh, we're going to really talk about um, some of the things that you um, have done. Um, but first, just want to just shed a little bit of light on your background. You have 28 years of military experience and extreme executive leadership and management. Also um, in the educational uh, level with a doctorate in education. Looking forward to hearing more from you. So can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself, Dr. Uh, Mike? Well, you know, um, you know, a lot of uh, reasons for why I, I, I decided to run uh, kind of boils down to the kids, the children uh, that are our future and the future of uh, our county, our commonwealth and, and our, our nation. You know, Nelson Mandela once uh, pointed out that education was the most powerful weapon that can be used to change the world. I want to contribute to shaping those weapons that we give our children uh, so that they can go forth and change the world. Uh, I am the product of a public school education. And I will tell you that uh, when I was in high school, I wasn't quite sure if I was gonna make it through high school. Uh, but by you know the grace of God, not only did I finish high school, but I went on to earn uh, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and uh, as you pointed out earlier, uh, a doctorate. Uh, my parents were uh, keen on ensuring that their kids um, uh, understood the value of an education, a quality education. And I got that in a public, a public, uh, a public school. And I appreciate that. And uh, my hope, uh, my charge is to, to give back and to try to give as much 
uh, as I possibly can to help the children of our county fulfill their, their potential and their, their dreams and aspirations to make this world a better place, one mm -hmm. child at a time. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, thank you for that. Um, Mike, can you tell us what you feel some of the most pressing issues are for the school board office? Well, we've got uh, our hands uh, full, I think, uh, with some of the, the challenges uh, facing us. I think, um, you know, we want to achieve and maintain full accreditation of all five of our Caroline County Public Schools. As you know, Bowling Green Elementary recently achieved full accreditation uh, and Caroline Middle School is accredited with conditions. Uh, I first want to send a shout out to uh, the Bowling Green, uh, the teachers, the staff, the families, and the students over there who accomplished that, uh, that, that great task. Now the goal is to keep it and keep pushing forward. Uh, our next challenge is really to get uh, Caroline uh, Middle School uh, in the same position where it can continue to uh, excel, which I, I'm sure uh, it has the capacity to do. Uh, I think we need to work on achievement gaps amongst uh, the student demographics in uh, within our school division. If you were to look at the data provided by the Virginia Department of Education, you know the 2021-2022 uh, data clearly shows a significant difference between uh, the demographic of students, uh, black students, Hispanic students, uh, white students. Um, these are students who are going to the same classes, experiencing the same uh, 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 instruction from teachers, but yet the achievement gaps are, 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 aren't where, they're, where they need to be. And granted, there's always gonna be some gap. I mean, it, let's, let's be uh, realistic. But the, the significant uh, difference that we currently have is, is fairly significant. I mean, just uh, looking at overall English, um, you know, the division, uh, we're at 50, you know, roughly 51%. The, uh, uh, let me correct that. Uh, the division is 63%, you know, meeting uh, proficiencies. Uh, black students are at 51%. White students are at 68%. So just between in that one category, we're seeing a significant gap. Um, and I know that uh, our, our uh, administration, school administration is addressing that and looking at it. We have just got to do better at closing those gaps um, because as students get uh, continue to matriculate, uh, it doesn't get better unless it's resolved. You know, those challenges are resolved early on. Um, we must address and find mitigating solutions for uh, our division's chronic absenteeism. Uh, that is one of the reasons that we're seeing um, schools uh, with conditional accreditation. Um, and I, I also think we also need to uh, support, uh, you know, sound and, and viable public school budgetary growth. We've got to look at how uh, we are financing. Um, if we looked at the um, uh, the July JLARC Joint Legislative Audit uh, and Review Commission, they clearly pointed out that um, we're not the Commonwealth as a whole is not providing resources that it should for uh, uh, for each school division. We here in Caroline County, we don't have 
you know, unlimited pockets and we don't have uh, the deep pockets like our Northern Virginia uh, friends have. Uh, so we've got to make do with what we have. So we've got to be able to come up with viable budgetary um, uh, recommendation solutions as we go forward. So those are just you know four of the, uh, what I think are, are some of the big items that we need to need to address. Um, do you have do you have any thoughts, um, Mike, as to how we can maintain those accreditations once we get the schools to that point, and also how we could close those gaps um, as far as performance among the various uh, groups of students here? First of all, I, I think it's a, a it must be a holistic approach, and we have to use all the tools in the kit to address this. That means, um, you know, as you know, the governor just released uh, the the All In initiative, where we're going to the division is going to get uh, additional dollars to help with uh, tutoring. Uh, Seventy percent of what they're giving has to go to tutoring. Uh, providing those services to students will help uh, address some of the shortfalls uh, that some of the students are, are having. I think we clearly need to understand the, the cause of the problem. Uh, absenteeism isn't always just because a student you know, wants to play hooky. Uh, it could be, um, you know, there are um, you know, our children with uh, special needs. Uh, maybe this is not a good day for them uh, and they're not gonna be able to, 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 make, it, to make it to school. Um, we need to identify the root cause of the problem and then use the whole of, I want to say the whole of the administration to, to address those shortfalls, whether it's tutoring, whether it's uh, class size, whether it's uh, uh, being more engaging with the parents, uh, more engaging with some of the community support mechanisms that are, that are out there that are in place. We need to bring every aspect that we possibly can to help out. We are on, you know, in the, the, the Middle Peninsula, but just down the, the road here, we've got uh, the Dahlgren uh, Naval Base. That is a powerhouse of academia, smart people. Uh, maybe we can tap into uh, those resources to kind of bring some of those uh, smart minds to help augment uh, the instructions that are taking place in class. We need to understand what the, the teachers need in order to, to get to um, you know, to get to full accreditation. Once we've addressed the problem, then we've got to stay on it to make sure that we don't uh, relapse back into uh, uh, some of the issues that have caused uh, the problems that we're facing today. You're the second candidate I've heard from um, running for school board who has mentioned um, the absenteeism issue at the school so it, it sounds to me like you know that may be a serious issue um so you know just listening to you you know i began to think myself that you know knowing the underlying issues sometimes can help um and i'm wondering how much more does a teacher need to do to know what those underlying issues may be um how connected does she need to be to that student to sort of get more of an idea of um, what else mm -hmm. the school her the teacher themselves could do to make that student or help that student to be more present so I, I'm seeing a, a deep dive in po the possibility of maybe the teachers even getting a little bit more involved does that make sense or is that it, not it, it, it does but I I want to 
we can get indicators and warning signs from the teachers, uh, but it's not just the teachers. It's got to be uh, engagement at every possible level. I mean, I know that uh, we currently are engaged with uh, social workers to try to get us out into uh, uh, the communities to find out firsthand what is the challenge uh, that the individual student may be confronting at home. Uh, it may mean home visits, going out, um, and it may not be the teacher, or it may it very well may be a part of the teacher who's a part of a team that goes out to uh, to engage. And I know we've got teams at each of our uh, at our schools engagement teams, so the teachers can give us some you know some you know identify the warning signs, or it can recognize those warning signs. But then we've got to bring all the reinforcement in to try to help address the issue. Absenteeism can't be looked at, in my opinion, can't be looked at in the days of old, where you have a truancy officer, uh, let's penalize and take them to court and, and, and take it down the legal route. We've got to understand why it is that we're experiencing the high rates of absenteeism. Uh, uh, children with special needs, you'll see that the absenteeism rates are a lot higher amongst that population group. So if that is indeed the case, what are we not doing? What are we What are we missing? Um, and then perhaps there is uh, a, a clarion call that needs to be made in, in Richmond at um, with the Department of uh, Education on just how uh, absenteeism, absenteeism is actually evaluated. Uh, maybe there are some things that, that can be pulled out of that. We, we, we should maintain a, a, our lens on it, but perhaps it shouldn't go into the accreditation process, if there are certain things that are just outside of uh, control. A child who has braces, you know, if it's new, the child's going to have to go in every so often to get it fine-tuned and tightened down and whatnot. Well, if that child comes out of school, excused absence or not, it's still counted against the school. Now, that just, you know, I just find that just a little hard. I mean, that's a little hard. Um, uh, now, there are some cases where we do have to go down uh, the road and hold folks accountable for uh, poor decisions. But uh, across the board, uh, this is just something that we have to uh, look at a little more aggressively than what we have. And we have to look at it through new, a new lens, not the lens of all where we just go down the truancy path uh, and, and, and take everyone to, to court or the parents to court. Mm-hmm. Okay. I understand. Um, thank you for that. Now, um, Mike, what do you see as, uh, what do you think are some of the most important skills that someone who holds this office should have? And then what values do you hold dear that uh, would be crucial to how you uphold this office should you get elected? I, I like the way you, you phrase that because you clearly have pointed out there are skills and then there are attributes or values. Uh, the skills, I think, uh, anyone who, who serves in, in this capacity, you have to understand uh, strategic planning. You've got to understand the, the, the strategic picture, the vision uh, for the school and how uh, we fit into that. You've got to, you know, when I say that, you need to understand, you know, the Virginia Code, Title 22, Pack 1 on education. You have to understand the budgetary process uh, that we have in the Commonwealth and how that presents a challenge for 
uh, for our division. So understanding budgetary uh, practices. You have to know how to manage. Uh, that's, that's a big part of, of, of this. And you got to have what I would say, some basic leadership skills. You've got to be able to, you know, to to lead uh, folks uh, down, you know, the, you know, the road that we need to pursue in order to to make things um, uh, better for for all. Attributes. I mean, we can go on and on with schools. You just can't you can't undermine this. I have uh, led organizations uh, of the size of our school division and larger. And I recognize that you have to uh, look to every individual's contributions to make this, this, this beast that we call public education work. If everyone is, 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 is playing a part, then we will have success. Attributes, um, I, I'm a firm believer that you've got to have empathy. You've got to have humility. You've got to have integrity because these are the things, you know, You've got to have uh, courage, uh, and there's got to be honor. Um, now, you've got to be able to, to 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 understand and to feel where where folks are are coming from. Um, and I, if I were to put this in a common vernacular, people don't give a damn whether or not I have a doctorate in education. What they want to know is that you care, that you hear what they're saying. I have sat in homes uh, from. Uh, as far down as as uh, as um, uh, uh, Tiber uh, to uh, Sparta uh, and all points in between and down Manapani Trail, listening to parents tell me their stories and their concerns. As a member of the school board, they've got to know that you are there for them. They've got to know that you are willing to listen to them and then help them chart this academic journey for, for their children. Uh, you've got to have humility. Um, you know, there are some times where we're going to make mistakes. Admit that you made the mistake, own it. And then uh, uh, chart a course to make sure that we don't make the same mistake again. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've said humility uh, and integrity. People got to trust you. I've gone to homes where I've looked people in the eye and I said, this is what I like to do. This is the vision that I have. And then have the respect to ask them for their vote. They've got to trust you. They've got to trust uh, to know that you're going to represent them. Regardless of what spectrum you make, you're going to represent the children of our district. And that's, I think that's, that's crucial. So with the, uh, this particular race in the Bowling Green district, for the school board office. There are quite a few of you running for this um, particular position. Can you tell me, Mike, what it is that distinguishes you from your opponents? You know, time is uh, very valuable uh, in a campaign. And I've learned that the, uh, the hard way. Um, I've spent very little time focusing on my candidates' uh, platforms or um, uh, or, or points. I, I'm, I, I don't have time for that. I have to make time to listen to the, to the folks, uh, to the parents, the concerned citizens of this district. Um, and if I'm not meeting, uh, those requirements that I need to course correct, I think I'm the, 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 the best candidate for this position because 
of the wealth of experiences that that I have. Um, George Spalding, uh, who has been on the school board for over five decades, I sent him a note uh, the very first time uh, that I decided to run uh, and informed him that I was going to run. And I wanted him to know that I wasn't running because he had, you know, I felt he had, was doing things wrong or, 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 or not correct. Uh, I have every degree of honor and respect for someone who has given that much service uh, to, to Caroline County. But I told him I, I felt that we need new vision. We need new direction. We need new ideas to help address uh, and attack the current realities of uh, of Caroline County Middle uh, Caroline County Public Schools, um, and you know that's that that has been my focus. I, I really haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to uh, my uh, um, my peers who are running for for the seat. Uh, there are other, dare I say, more important things. Uh, and that is listening to the, the folks of the district. That sort of goes in line with what you said earlier, just needing some new lens, mm -hmm. um, having some new lens on what's happening. And sometimes new lens can just show things from a, or see things from a different perspective, um, which is, you know, not a bad thing. That's so, um, but thank you for answering or taking the time to respond to that. You also said earlier that, you know, we need to own our mistakes. Uh, accountability is extremely important. And um, when we know that we've made a mistake or we've messed up, or even if we've failed at certain tasks or things that um, we've set out to do in life, not only admitting it, I messed up, I, I should have done something different, but also learning from those mistakes. And um, when we learn from them, we can do better going forward, right? So can you just share with me some mistakes or failures that you have had in the past, how you learned from them, and then also share some of your, your biggest accomplishments? Sure. Um, now, if I could use, a, a, I guess, a couple of uh, places. I, you know, I, I've made quite a few uh <laughs> Uh, boo-boos along the way, put it that way. Um, you know, there was a time when I was uh, a battalion commander uh, in Afghanistan, uh, excuse me, in Iraq. And uh, we were out with the mayor of the area that we were patrolling at that particular time. Uh, and I, in, in my mind, was saying, oh, we could do this and this and all these great things and make it, you know, westernized and all this uh, stuff uh, that, in my Western lens, would would make life so much better. Uh, the mayor looked at me and said, why? The farmer has exactly what he wants, what he needs. Why is there the need to try to shape him the way you want, the way you think, as opposed to looking at what we have here and making do with what we've got? And from that, you know, I was reminded of humility. I was reminded that, you know, just because you have all this education, you don't know everything. And because you have this vision, you've been taught in, you know, the, the, the war college to do this and to do that. Sometimes just listening to folks and listening to where they are coming from will provide a, a, an education far greater than what sometimes you'll get sitting in a uh, uh, a classroom 
or in you know uh, a lecture hall. So uh, I learned a little bit more about humility, and uh, sometimes you know a good idea isn't always the best idea. Um, when I was in financial services, uh, you know I was responsible for cash management and uh, training of uh, uh, of our of our folks and our team members. Um, and you know when you're dealing with banks and accounting and 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 whatnot, you got to make sure you do your homework. You know, one plus one equals two, not three. So if you if you get something wrong on your spreadsheets and whatnot, that will come back and, and end up costing you. Uh, so th I, there was a lesson there. What lesson did it teach me? You got to be you got to focus on the details. The details matter. Uh, and sometimes we we get so quick and to to rush on to bigger and better things that we forget about some of those most basic uh, uh, details. Um, and in you know, as in higher education, and um, uh, it is always uh, a unique opportunity um, to have uh, younger kids come in, younger adults come in, uh, and remind you just how old you are. But uh, it, it's it's fun because they bring in new ideas, new new a new lens, a, a new perspective uh, in which to look at. Um, and I would say that one of my proudest uh, accomplish, accomplishments actually uh, took place uh, last year. You know, we host um, and sponsor the Innovation Challenge for high school students. Uh, last year, I had uh, 21 school divisions competing here uh, in the Innovation Challenge, which is a, uh, a, a uh, STEM-based uh, event that's dealing with uh, uh, building code and um, all kinds of, of cool cool things where the students have um, a, a device that they've got a program, uh, navigate down uh, a course. Uh, but to watch these kids, high schoolers, come in and just not a cell phone was picked up by anybody. They were focused, they were engaged, they were at it. Uh, and to see kids at that level that looked like me, that didn't look like me, that 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 were just, I, you know, I was I was too proud to uh I almost couldn't control myself because you know that is the future. They are the future. And here we are building that 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 opportunity um for them to excel. And that's and that's what they want. That's what they're hoping for. Show you know, help show me the way, and then let me go. And that's what and that's what we did. And to watch them uh, go through this robotic challenge was just phenomenal. And uh, uh, it, it was a it was a proud moment. So that was a, a great accomplishment for uh, something a little more current uh, and, and upfront. But uh, if we had time, we sit back and you know uh, have a, a coffee or whatnot. I'll, I'll tell you some stories. That was a huge accomplishment. Just the fact that they were not in, tuned into their cell phones. I don't know what you all did to manage to get that, but whatever it was, you must have had them fully engaged. It must have been a fully engaged program because Electrified. I see adults that can't stay off of their that's right off of their new shiny toys, <laughs> and um, to have teenagers that's who right. are just so engaged with other things, more important things in the world. Exactly. Um, we even had a team, 
we had a team from Caroline County High School uh -huh. uh, who competed and, and did pretty well. So that's uh, awesome. That is a, a huge accomplishment. Congratulations to you on that. So, um, so Mike, you know, um, I, the only thing I have left to ask you is, um, you know, why should the, the good people here in Caroline County or in the Bowling Green District vote for Dr. Mike Hubbard that is really going to resonate with them, that's going to make them, um, because like you say, they've, they've pretty much had the same representation for quite a few years now. Um, what is it that Dr. Mike Hubbard can bring to the table that has not been there to this point? The first thing I'm going to bring back is a voice of the Bowling Green District to the school board. I have, in my travels throughout the, the district, have met folks who lived in a district, have children in the district, and still did not know who their school board representative was. Um, and that that's 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 problematic. I have looked folks in the eye and I've given them my word that they can trust that I will represent their interest and that of their children. So I have humbly asked uh, them for their vote. First and foremost, the reason why I didn't have time for the, you know, the focusing on the other candidates because I was out in the district meeting folks, greeting folks, listening to folks and looking them in the eye and saying, this is who I am. I will represent you and I will do my damnedest to make sure that your voice is heard, your child's voice is heard, and that we together can help facilitate that journey for our children. Because in the end, it's all about the children. The school, public schools, it's and 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 the school board, the superintendent, the teachers, the support staff, the bus drivers, it's all about the children. And in if we ever lose sight of that, we don't deserve to sit on the school board, or we don't deserve to be anywhere near a schoolhouse. I'm going to keep my focus there. My 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 purpose is there. And the moment I lose sight of that, I've asked those folks, then that's the time you need to vote me out of, hold me accountable. Uh, and that's what I'm, that's what I have, uh, have told uh, folks. Someone has asked, you know, well, are you getting all these endorsements and whatnot from other folks? I'm getting endorsements from the parents and concerned citizens of the district. That's the only endorsement I need or want because their voice is the voice that must be heard uh, and must, uh, well, must be heard uh, on our, uh, our school board and in our schools. Um, and my duty is to, to provide them with the voice on, that, uh, on the school board. Uh, and I will do my, my, my best and then some to ensure that the mission uh, is accomplished. And that mission is to, to support and enhance the educational journey of, of our children uh, as we're going forward. Is there any way that people can learn more about um, Dr. Michael Hubbard? Do you have a Facebook page or website? Uh, I do have a website, uh, www.michaelhubbard.com. 
Hubbard for the number four schoolboard.com. And just as, as a closing part, let me, uh, Sylvia, thank you again uh, for this public service that you are providing uh, to the, the citizens of our county. Voices uh, need to be heard and you're ensuring that you know, that information is getting out to them. So I appreciate what you are doing uh, and what you continue to do to keep the citizens of the county informed. Thank you, Michael. I thank you and appreciate you and all of the candidates. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we are still in the season of early voting. You can vote early through November 4th. After that, you can only vote on November 7th. So go out and vote. This does conclude Purpose for the People, a political series. And I want to thank all of the candidates who took the time to join the conversation. And I want to thank you for listening. You have just listened to Streaming with a Purpose with your host, Sylvia Montgomery. Thank you so much for listening and continue to stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, bye-bye.